President Biden recently attended a meeting hosted by the North Atlantic Treaty Organization in Lithuania. Everyone was focused on whether or not Ukraine would be allowed to join NATO. In the end, NATO membership was not an option, but NATO members certainly put on a song and dance to convince the world that Ukraine has never been closer to NATO membership. Now, even though this seems rather innocuous, this has far-reaching ramifications for every American. We'll explain in this episode of Analysis Behind the News and suggest ways you can help. If you're concerned about American independence and freedom, then please watch and take the recommended actions. Also, be sure to like, share, and subscribe so we can reach many others. President Biden gave a rousing speech on unity and world peace. In part, he said, Folks, as I look around the world today at a moment of war and peril, a moment of competition and uncertainty, I also see a moment of unprecedented opportunity. Unprecedented opportunity. Opportunity to make real strides toward a world of greater peace and greater prosperity, liberty and dignity, equal justice under the law, human rights and fundamental freedoms, which are the blessing and birthright of all of humanity. That is the world the United States is working toward. And it's one we'll only reach if we do it together. And I mean together. Well, doesn't that sound nice? And they say that context is everything. And it certainly is in this case as well. The unprecedented opportunity he mentions isn't one based on American liberty and dignity or American justice under the law or American rights and fundamental freedoms. Because if it was, our freedom and prosperity in this country should be enough of an example for all countries to follow. To have a government that is big enough to protect our God-given rights, but small enough to not interfere in the free exercise of those rights. To have a representative government that obeys the constitutional limitations and leaves its people alone to succeed or fail according to their efforts. Is that what we have today? Or perhaps a better question is, did you see this during the early months of COVID? What we saw were rights being thrown out the window with governments around the world following the lead of countries run by dictators. And haven't we seen the type of justice that Biden and his administration supports? One that doesn't follow the rule of law, but thinks that government needs to be all things to all people. Well, let's extend Biden's America throughout the world and realize what we'd be getting. The opportunity he is discussing is one that advances the globalist plan of a new world order in which governments grant rights and world governmental bodies are the final judge of the exercise of those rights. In a world in which bureaucratic committees run the show, layers and layers of unaccountable bureaucracy that just expect its members to fall into lockstep, just as the European Union is doing today. President Biden mentioned how he wants to see the Ukraine war to end. He said, we all want this war to end on just terms, terms that uphold the basic principles of the United Nations Charter that we all signed up to, sovereignty, territorial integrity. These are two pillars of peaceful relations among nations. One country cannot be allowed to seize its neighbor's territory by force. In an ironic or perhaps hypocritical twist, the basic principles of the United Nations Charter violate the very principles of sovereignty and territorial integrity. For instance, the Charter's Article 2, Number 6 reads, The organization shall ensure 
that states which are not members of the United Nations act in accordance with these principles so far as may be necessary for the maintenance of international peace and security. Well, we got to ask the question, how can an organization that claims to uphold sovereignty take steps to ensure non-members act in accordance with the principles of the organization? That's like the European Union telling the U.S. what laws that it's going to create. Now, let's look at Biden's other mention of the principle of territorial integrity. Territorial integrity goes hand in hand with sovereignty. Any country, citizen, or foreign entity respects territorial integrity of others by abiding by the golden rule. Treat others as you want to be treated. Don't meddle into others' affairs. Don't agitate for policy or regime change. Don't conduct covert operations. And don't offer input until invited to. But what has been the track record? These international organizations expect their members to fall into lockstep, giving whatever resources are necessary to fulfill their promises or threats. The United States has given trillions of dollars to these organizations over the years, as well as made up most of its military force. These actions have created quite a slippery slope for the constitutional limitations of the federal government. For instance, Article 1, Section 8, Clause 11 of the Constitution empowers only Congress to have the power to declare war. Yet, as far back as 1950, President Harry Truman sent U.S. troops into Korea with the statement, we are not at war, this is a police action. John McManus, a former Marine officer and author of the book Changing Commands, The Betrayal of America's Military, wrote at thenewamerican.com, Truman added that if he could send troops to NATO, he could send troops to Korea. The Korean police action constituted the first abandonment of the need for a congressional declaration of war. The last time that portion of the Constitution was employed occurred in the days immediately following the Japanese attack at Pearl Harbor in 1941. America went to war on two fronts for almost four years. It should interest all to note that World War II was the last war won by U.S. forces. All struggles since then have been authorized and directed by obvious U.N. direction or by NATO and its CETO clone. There have been no more victories. Instead of using war to force countries into a new world order, these international organizations, as mostly funded by the federal government, megacorporations, megadonors, and mega foundations, use the carrot method rather than the stick. Economic and political avenues are used as much as possible to entangle the countries into alliances that end up largely circumventing a country's legislative process. And trade is one of these economic tools. Modern trade agreements contain poison pill provisions that build bureaucracies that rise above the level of the governments of each of the signatory countries, eroding sovereignty piece by piece. This is how the European Union was built, and now why the European Commission, which is not an elected representative body, can dictate laws to EU members, expecting them to rubber stamp them in or face consequences from the EU courts. And dire consequences can also be created within a country's business community. Look what happened when America got involved with the World Trade Organization, as well as signed the North American Free Trade Agreement. These two events led to the decimation of domestic manufacturing, flooding the market with cheap imports from Mexico, Canada, and China. 
Millions of jobs were lost and American factories were offshored. Another example is the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement that was signed during the Trump administration. Largely negotiated by globalists, this agreement also contains poison pills that could eventually install an EU-style government in North America. One of these pills is the Free Trade Commission established in the USMCA. Recall that the EU Commission is not an accountable body to voters. Neither is the USMCA Free Trade Commission. This commission recently concluded its third annual meeting. It issued a statement which read in part, the ministers highlighted the importance of the agreement as the foundational pillar of the North American economic relationship. Again, context here. Discussing the North American economic relationship means looking at this on a North American Union level. Previous Mexican leaders have not been afraid to explain their goal of these North American agreements. Former President of Mexico Vicente Fox said in 2002, Eventually, our long-range objective is to establish with the United States, but also with Canada, our other regional partner, an ensemble of connections and institutions similar to those created by the European Union. Current Mexican President Lopez Obrador said earlier this year, We address as a priority the economic and commercial integration of the entire American continent. Integration. That's quite a revealing term when you realize the goal. The Free Trade Commission statement also said, the ministers reaffirmed their shared interest in enhancing regional competitiveness. They held a roundtable discussion with business delegations from all three countries to exchange ideas on economic integration and the role of the agreement in this process. Well, this should raise some questions. Just who are these business delegations? Usually, these include the same mega-corporations that fund these international bodies. Now, we could go on and on with other examples, but realize that these are the entangling tools and alliances that destroy a country's sovereignty. NATO is a prime example. And let's not forget, NATO has a provision that points to an attack on one is an attack on all, meaning that all members are to come to the military rescue of another. This could ignite a nuclear World War III, and not just with Russia. China will be a huge factor, too. Now, what this all boils down to is a movement that is many, many decades in the making, of moving a free and prosperous America into a second or third world country that can be easily moved under world government in a new world order. The Founding Fathers gave us the constitutional tools necessary to govern this country, and the prescription of the right balance of government to protect God-given rights. They did so to keep us out of bondage. They won the war for independence, but year after year, America slips further and further back toward bondage. How long will it be before we lose it all? Well, obviously that's hard to say, but perhaps a better question to ask is, what's it going to take for Americans to get involved and stop this slide? It may be hard to believe, but due to the work of tireless members of the John Birch Society over these last nearly 65 years, America is still here. This country would have been lost long ago if the JBS wasn't here to expose the plans and organize against these megalomaniacs. So we ask, join today. We're in all 50 states, so let us help you get to work with others in your local community. 
And if you want to do something right now, then click on the links in the video description to tell Congress to avoid foreign entanglements in Ukraine and to also get us out of NATO. Then ask others to do so as well. I'm Bill Hahn for the John Birch Society. Until next time, learn more, take action, and get involved, patriots.